welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. Kelly Moore joining me on tonight's episode as we have a conversation with Winnipeg High School Football League Commissioner Rick Hankowicz about allegations that have rocked the local football community. The coach of Vincent Massey, Kelsey McKay, is accused of sexually assaulting students over the course of his time at Churchill and Vincent Massey. So we'll talk to Rick about how the community is handling the news today. And then we'll also talk to the GM of the Blue Bombers, Kyle Walters, as training camp is just about a month away. Janirian Grant is back with the club. That's all coming up on the podcast. Yes, it was uh, a, a press conference that was held just before noon today when we learned that this month, the Winnipeg Police Services Sex Crimes Unit was contacted by five adult survivors of historical sexual assaults dating back to between 2004 and 2011. When these people were students, played football for Churchill and Vincent Massey Collegiate, they all reported that during this time frame, they had been sexually assaulted by the same man who taught physical education and football at Churchill and then Vincent Massey. The police say that the suspect forged relationships with these students where he regularly communicated with them, and the majority of the offenses took place at the suspect's residence. They also named the suspect as Kelsey McKay, who has been the coach at Vincent Massey. And uh, the, the Vincent Massey is the most recent winner, of course, of the Anovitz Bowl Division One champions back in the fall. So uh, he's been a, a person I've interviewed a number of times, and he's a person now that is facing serious criminal offenses and uh, the ramification of this certainly felt through the Winnipeg football community as we welcome on commissioner of the Winnipeg High School Football League Rick Hankowich on today's news. Uh, Rick, thanks for joining us tonight. What's the day been like for the football community here in Manitoba in Winnipeg? Uh, I would have to say shocking, devastating. Um, just it, it's it's just kind of echoed throughout everywhere. A lot of um, just a, a lot of uh, people just are, are are just stunned, you know. And I I, I really don't know what else to say. <laughs> They're just really stunned. How many conversations have you had with people in the community here today? Wow, <laughs> um, my phone has been blowing up all day. Uh, I, I I wouldn't even be given between the text messages, the phone calls, and everything else. I I, I couldn't even give you an exact number. You know, Rick, I'm sure there are varying emotions. You know, you talked about stunned, and, you know, I would think there'd be frustration, anger, sadness for these five survivors. And, you know, we don't know if there are, are, are any others. Uh, but just for some context, Kelsey McKay uh, was, uh, you know, a Brian Doby protege at Churchill High School, uh, then succeeded uh, the legendary Coach Doby at Churchill. Uh, then went on to uh, Vincent Massey, where he's won three titles, uh, the Anavets Bowl in the last uh, six years in 2015, 18, and 21. So I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say one of the premier coaches at the high school football level uh, in Winnipeg. And, and so I guess because of his prominence, Rick, the question I would ask now is in going forward, uh, how are how are the coaches feeling uh, after hearing this news today? You know, in in terms of, you know, what's the best way uh, to to try to uh, continue on uh, with what's best for the athletes? But by the same token, uh, because of what has happened, obviously uh, these coaches, uh, you know, have to be feeling, uh, uh, you know, somewhat, uh, I guess, confused. Uh, perhaps might be a good way to uh, to put it. 
I think right now all the coaches have, have taken the, the you know the stance of um, you know they're they're not going to comment on anything, including their feelings. Um, it, it's now a case before the courts. They're um, I think they're very uncomfortable talking about it. They've um, they've had to address teams. They've had to do a lot of things. So I you know at, at that point that it's it's a question I couldn't answer. Um, yeah. You know, each coach is, you know, Kelsey has uh, been been part of our, our league for a long time. And, and, you know, every coach in our league knows him. And and so I, 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 would even, I wouldn't even begin to want to talk for the coaches in that avenue to say how they're feeling. Um, I mean, you're right about anger. You're right about frustration. You're right about sadness. But, you know, I, I think it's those, those are emotions are just flowing through everybody. Right. Okay. So, Rick, uh, I guess in in looking at this, and, and every time something like this comes up, we think, okay, how can we come up with different ways and means uh, to protect the students uh, and the student athletes? Uh, and just when you think that you know maybe this will be the last time uh, another situation seems to crop up, but uh, you've been involved, Rick, in football for your lifetime. Uh, yeah. And I know uh, you were talking uh, with me earlier today, uh, you know, uh, during your time with Football Canada, one of the, thing, the things you pushed for uh, was for uh, an extra safety or security net, if you will, uh, for the athletes playing the game. We did. Uh, when, I, when I was on the board of directors with Football Canada, we, we were pushing for, you know, the, um, there was the Sheldon Kennedy program. There's the, um, here in Winnipeg, the Center for Child Protection ran an excellent program, which uh, Football Canada sort of sort of leaned towards pretty actively. There, there are programs out there, and, and quite honestly, our, you know, the volunteers have to go through every background check available, you know, imaginable. They, you know, they, they, they're out there, and it's quite honestly, you know, it's dads that might have played high school football, you know, 30 years ago that are trying, you know, coming out to coach because we need help. Um, but they all go through their background checks, and, and they all have to pay for those background checks, and um, they they go through every every registry of, you know imaginable, but I, I think the the only way you can answer this question properly is that no matter how we sift through the dirt, if there's nothing there, it won't show up. So and the question, uh, go, ahead, yeah, Rick. go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead, Christian. I'm sorry. No, uh, just along those lines, trust is so important when uh, you're looking at teachers, when you're looking at people that are 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 spending time and taking care of, of children. And yeah. so I'm sure today's news, I'm not a parent of, I don't have kids, but I'm sure today, if you've got kids in high school, if you've got kids that have played football before, you're feeling uh, a betrayal of trust. How important is restoring that now going forward here? And what avenues exist for the reporting of this, these things that beyond what we have in place today? Uh, I, I think you're right about the word betrayal. Um, and, and that's, it's no different than what we've had in the past, you know, when it's happened in other sports and, you know, the, the parents in those sports do feel betrayed. They, they feel that, you know, why should I put my child in this sport if he's going to be, or, or he or she is going to be in danger. And, you know, we, obviously we never want that to happen. We mitigate it the best we can with what the balances we have in place. And, and, you know, we're, we're no different than any other sport. You always want coaches around, you know, when you're talking to kids. You never want to be in that one-on-one. You always want, you know, the, the, the plus three number, right? So two coaches to one player type of scenario, right? Um, and, and 
it doesn't always work that way, no matter how we try to do it, because there's just different scenarios. And, and unfortunately, you know, I, 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 honestly, guys, I just, I'm at a loss here um, because we do have checks and balances in place. But I guess if you want to get around those checks and balances, you can do it. And, and I, I don't know how we, you know, how we say that, that you can't, I mean, Kelsey was a school teacher and, um, you know, his, his background check came by the divisions, not by football Manitoba or the football community. And so, you know, different background checks for different, for different people and different avenues that we go down. And with all that in place, you would think that this can't happen. You're, you know, going back to what you said earlier, Kelly, but somehow it seems to happen. Um, you know, people of, of, of that mindset are, are just, going to figure it out. Um, people who always want to commit an evil act will always figure out a way to commit that evil act. And, and I, I think no matter what we try to do to, 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 to stop that, we can never be 100% safe, but we can be as safe as we can, you know, as we can be. And, and what this will do is it, it, this will take it to another level in that, again, there will no, be no chance that a coach is one-on-one with a player anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, of, one of the things, Rick, that, uh, you know, I, and again, it's a different sport, but I think all of this pertains to sports. Uh, and, and as we found out uh, with Kyle Beach back in 2021, not that long ago, yeah. uh, that it can even occur at the very highest of levels. Now, one of the things that was spoken about there, and, and, and I'm not going to say this just pertains to football or pertains to hockey. That's why I'm going to say in terms of high school football and high school sports, maybe amateur sports in general. I don't know if there's a culture shift uh, that perhaps is needed. I know in hockey, we heard that's the case that there needs to be a shift in culture. So is this, you know, is this maybe a conversation to have with every athlete that comes into the forum of high school and amateur sports to have that, have that talk with them about, you know, listen, if something untoward happens, you don't have to worry about your playing time. You don't have to worry about your part on the team. You know, you, you need to talk to us about this, though. Absolutely. You're, you're 100% right. And, and, you know, when kids come into the program, and, and I, I think, you know, the unfortunate part is what you're saying is what led to it, right? It's the trust of come and talk to me with anything. Yeah. And, 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 and so the kids come and talk to you with anything and, and, and they, you, you know, you gain their trust and then boom. And, uh, you know, it's what I said, they, they find ways, but you're, you're 100% right. Like one, one of the things, one of the programs that uh, the center for child protection does have is, is a reporting structure for kids. You know, when, when they, they've got different avenues, go out, talk to, you know, they, they, you can go online, you can talk to counselors, you can do a lot of things. I think part of the culture says, and, and, and you know, I'm going to say this for high school sports, Part of the culture is is that when you're a student in that school and you make that accusation, what does it do to you? Does it ostracize you? Does it open you up to, to other things? Like that, that, that's the culture that needs to change is that fear that yeah. you might be ostracized, that you might be you know, the, the, the guy they point a finger at. And, and you're right, that, that's the one that needs to change. And that's where I think that you know, if, if we sit down with the athletes when they come in, 
and and you know we have that 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 parent student meeting or parent team meeting. Uh, I'm going to take it that way. That parent team meeting is that they need to know that you, that, that that administration is available. That that coaches are available. Um, you know, we we have all sorts of coaches on the team. Maybe you know, and, and we have we have managers on the team. But maybe one of the managers has to be, you know, in, in terms of guidance counsel or something like that. Like you know, quite honestly, I'm I'm throwing a spitball at the wall and hoping it sticks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and th- that's where I think, you know, uh, as, as you say, as shocking and as stunning, I know, you know, there, uh, there were uh, conversations I had, I'm not going to say with who, but you know, where they said they were absolutely sick to their stomachs uh, over this. And uh, uh, so I think, you know, if, if further conversations can be held, at least if, if some kind of positive can come out of this, then, uh, uh, then, then that's the step forward that's got to be taken, Rick. Uh, absolutely, and 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 that's got to be done. You know, I mean, this is this has opened a lot of people's eyes, and and you know, um, the the uh, superintendents of the school divisions, um, you know, um, at Ted Franson at, at Pemina Trails. I mean, I'm sure his eyes just got opened. Really, really you know, and I, I'm not speaking for him in, in any way, shape, or form, but I'm sure his eyes got opened rapidly today. Um, but this is the, this is the situation now that 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 trustees and administrators are probably going to have to sit down and say, okay, we have to assign this type of person to this, or the, the, if the division has has some form of, of 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 a psychologist on staff, you know, this is the person that you contact, you know. But we have to make it that people can do it without fear of reprisal, and that's that's the biggest key. Well, Rick, we appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for the uh, the insight on this, having the serious conversation, and well, I keep track of any developments in the story going ahead. Thanks for joining us here tonight. Oh, thanks, guys. I, um, I, I like you said, I, I just uh, there's there's so many so many different emotions that have floated through, and uh, just like you guys, I really hope that we can find the proper answers. I mean, we we keep reacting and trying to put check places uh, checkpoints in place. Um, but maybe instead of being reactionary, we have to be ahead of this game. That's Rick Hankowicz, Commissioner of the Winnipeg High School Football League, joining us here on the CGOB Sports Show. And you should mention that uh, Pemina Trail School Division Superintendent Ted Franzen, uh, in a statement to Global News, said McKay has been placed on unpaid administrative leave and is not permitted on any school division property. But anyway, we'll turn our attention to football now as the training camp is about a month away from starting for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. May 15th is the starting date. And here tonight to talk about that and more is the GM of the Bombers, Kyle Walters. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Feels like football weather out there. (laughs) Doesn't it, though? It's wonderful weather out there. So uh, we're hoping that in a month's time, it's a little bit nicer, right? How does it feel that uh, the draft is coming up? You've got the training camp a month away is it starting to feel real soon here yeah very much so i mean we're just uh you know putting the final touches on on the draft work so you know doing some of the zoom calls with some of the young men that didn't uh didn't attend the combine so tracking them down uh finishing off some some uh film work and a couple couple new players just been added which seems to be the case in our draft that once some of these players you know they get all their paperwork in order to show that they are Canadians, that uh, that they get added. So it always seems like there's uh, there's something popping up, and then the global draft is May the third as well. So 
will be a busy, busy few weeks. So, and with the, you know, the rookie training camp, I know you guys mentioned the 15th is main training camp when all the, you know, all the recognizable names show up, but uh, you know, the ninth, ninth and the 10th is when, is when the group of rookies show up. So we'll get going even a little bit sooner than uh, sooner than what you guys had mentioned. And today, big news for your club as you've announced the re-signing of Janarian Grant on a one-year deal. Uh, why did it, A, take so long, and B, how great is it to have him back in the return game? What kind of difference maker is he there? Well, B, I'll answer B first. It's awesome to have Janarian back. He's explosive, and, you know, we're just we're, – we're a better football team when he's back there uh, with the ball in his hands. And, and, yeah, that's a good question, why it took so long. It was just one of those one of those ones that just – it just dragged on and on and, and um, you know, his, his agent was a busy guy and then Janarian had what was difficult to get a hold of at times. So it was just, it was just one of those, one of those examples where it just sort of, it sort of drags on, although it felt all along like it was going to get done. But when, when they do go that long, you start kind of scratching your head a little bit of, of why it's taken so long, but we'll, we'll, uh, we're just happy it's over. And then Janarian's back. Hey, Kyle, it's Kelly Moore here. Uh, with Darvin Adams and Kenny Lawler now having moved on, uh, I, I don't know how much you've ever looked at Janarian at the receiver position before, but uh, it, it was that part of the conversation process with him? I mean, we know of him as a specialist and the great job that he's done on punt and kick returns, but uh, will he get some looks at receiver? Yeah, you know what? It is time. You know, Janarian has been been in the offense for for a couple of years now, and and he should. You know, he he's electric when, with the ball in his hand. So, you know, I, I know Buck in the offensive guys will whether he, you know, whether he wins a starting job or, or where he fits into that plan. I know they'll uh, they'll certainly try to utilize him more on offense if they can. You know, and just to go back to, you know, you had mentioned, Kyle, that uh, before the main camp, uh, there is the uh, the rookie camp. And, uh, you know, I I even think back to the great privilege I had. I can't remember why it was that Knuckles couldn't go, but I had the chance to uh, sub in for him uh, down in uh, Sarasota uh, for that Florida free agent camp. You know, we've had people like Brandon yeah. Alexander and Sean McGuire and Rasheed Bailey and uh, that sort of thing. Will, will those ever come back or does the rookie camp now kind of replace that? You know, that's a good question. And we brought it up and, and obviously with, with, you know, with COVID and, and the limited travel and limited costs and things of that nature. But yeah, that is something certainly that, that the scouting part myself and the coaching staff is, is a big fan of, uh, you know, where you're able to get a look at, you know, the 50, the 50 first year players a month before training camp. So you can, uh, you know, maybe tr- trim, trim some of the guys that, aren't in the best shape that you'd hope and, uh, and then replace them and, and kind of get the guys ready for a CFL training camp. And, and they're able to spend the month working on some things. So I do, I do hope, you know, I do hope that that does come back uh, in the near future. And uh, cause it, it's, it's tough on these guys, you know, they'll, they'll show up on the ninth and, and, you know, with, with the union pretty strict with how, how much they can practice and how much hitting they can do. These guys, these guys are going to show up and get about three days before there has to be some cuts. So it's a, they have to make a very good first impression. That's for sure. So you've been adding names to the roster these last few days today. It's uh, a couple of signings. One of them, a player that was on the practice roster, Carlton Agadosi, a receiver, and then also Lucky Jackson, another receiver. Uh, the names that are, are getting added, there was a Canadian linebacker earlier this week too. Are these players that 
are going to be part of that rookie camp looking to compete for jobs on the roster or the practice roster this year? Yeah, you never know. I said it's just uh, it's just base, basically the, the rookie camp, for lack of a better term, is just years on seniority. So whoever whoever doesn't qualify or who didn't get seven, seven game checks last year, um, then they qualify for rookie camp. And it, it's good for these, you know, l- less than the guys that you said, more so um, for the for the guys that have never been in the CFL, just to kind of get their feet wet and, and, and the coaches can kind of slow down the, the, the insertion process on the offense, defense, special team side of things. So they, they can kind of acclimate to our game before, uh, before it gets, you know, before all the vets show up and it gets a little more serious in, in, you know, four or five days later. You know, Kyle, with how well you were able to do as an organization last year, I almost feel kind of uh, uncomfortable asking this question, but do you feel more at ease going into this year? You just talked about being at the Combine, having a chance to see these players actually play, having a chance to actually watch, you know, a a youth sports season uh, actually uh, uh, take place on the field, you know, the, the in terms of the draft, in terms of having a full training camp, getting ready for a couple of preseason games where you'll be able to take a look at it. Is there, are you starting to feel a little more normal again? Yeah. It's funny you say that, you know, the, 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 the non three, three COVID tests every week too, will be nice not to to have to go through that like you went through it and just be in almost in, in isolation there as a group. So yeah, it'll, it, it feels a, but that that was the norm so it's kind of that, that all we've known and it's been you know it's been since 19 since since a normal real training camp so it, it'll uh it'll feel a little bit different but certainly excited to you know as i said going out to those combines i'd never been more excited to go to a regional combine just to get out and start seeing some of these players because we haven't done it in so long so it's uh it's exciting and yeah it's, it's right around the corner well, and a big part of the CFL is that community part of, of the team and how they interact with the, the local environment. And that was kind of missing last year, right, with all the protocols in place. So seeing everybody get their day with the Grey Cup, seeing it brought to local spots in Winnipeg, you know, Nick Dembski bringing it out to his the football team he's coaching. Shane Goche was bringing it around Winnipeg recently as well. That's got to feel great, too, to be able to, to share in this second straight Grey Cup victory. Yeah, a hundred percent. To have the guys out in the community again, and it, well, I mean, I think there was there was something, the big launch or something. A bunch of the players were supposed to be in, you know, over the over these few days, but but it all got postponed with this weather. But to your point, yeah, we're we're getting much much more involved in the community like we had been that we've missed out on, and and the fans are going to see the players out and about signing autographs and 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 doing what they they've always done prior prior to the pandemic, which is getting out and and interacting with the fans and signing and autographs and 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 to your point just being interactive is is a big part of our league and our guys are are good at it and and they they love doing it across the you know everything gets straightened out with a cba that's set to expire on may the 14th but it, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> training camp starting on time though and without any hitches and that sort of thing would it be accurate to say kyle if there is one area uh, that maybe you as the general manager will look at closer than others uh, will be in the kicking game, uh, you know, to see how Mark Leggio does in his second uh, year back. And, uh, you know, if being around a little bit longer helps Ali Mortada uh, feel a little more uh, at ease. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And Mike and I were asked. Obviously, it's an, it's a big question for for the fans and for the media. We were asked that at the uh, at the combine week, and and yeah, we we we've seen these guys. We, we're quite confident. Uh, I said this that regardless of position, the players make a huge jump forward from their first year to their second years um, after being around, and and you're going to see that with these two guys. They're they're good. They work hard. Uh, and they're going to come back better, and they're they're talented, and and you know we'll, we'll uh, we fully expect them to show the improvement uh, from year one to year two. Well, Kyle, appreciate your time tonight. Thank you very much for this conversation, and we'll uh, check in as we get closer to the draft and uh, training camp starting up. Thanks for this. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more. Every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to